Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. I got a word I'm so excited about this morning that I want to give to you, and um, the Lord's had it on my heart for several weeks, and I kind of was preaching this uh, leading up to this message today for the last few weeks, talking about authority. And as they said in the video, it's all about Jesus. I want to talk this morning about Jesus plus nothing. Amen? Jesus plus nothing. There's a lot of thoughts and beliefs, religions, groups in the world that will say that Jesus is a good man. Jesus was a prophet. Jesus was... Um, sometimes they'll even say he was the Savior and the Messiah. Uh, there's all kinds of different things that people say. And every religious group that I know of in the world has Jesus as a person of importance. But how many know there's a difference between Jesus being important and Jesus being everything? And I want to kind of hit this this morning using totally the Scriptures as we always do. Nothing of my opinion. Amen. How many know when we answer somebody... By the word of God, we need to use God's word and not ours. Not our opinion. When somebody asks you, what do you think about this? Our answer should always be the Bible says. Never listen to somebody if they say, well, I think, or it's my opinion that. Turn away from them. I want to hear what the Bible says. And that will get us in trouble if we begin to say what we think. So I want to start off in Matthew 16. And this really is the main thing of our faith this morning how many have faith this morning how many want let me just see what kind of group i got here how many want to go to heaven anybody want to go to heaven after this life so to go to heaven i'm going to tell you how to get there in the bible but we have to understand if we want to get to heaven we've got to do it god's way another belief would be that there's a lot of ways to get to heaven a lot of people teach that too there's there's this way and that way and this way and that way. And I want to show you in the scripture that, that God's word is very inclusive yet exclusive. Meaning inclusive that he wants everybody to be saved, but exclusive to his way. Now if God is God, how many know he can make things his way? He can say this is how you get in, and if you don't like it, my way or the highway. So we're going to take Jesus' words, and this is from a few weeks ago, we're reiterating, reiterating this in Matthew 16, and he comes and he's, he's, he's exactly saying what I say, I'm saying this morning about all the different beliefs, and he says, hey, who are the people saying that I, and he just clarifies it as he asks, the Son of Man am? Okay, he asks, who do people say that I am? How many know that sometimes that's a trick question, but there's an answer already in the question? It's like, hey, who do, the, who do the people say that I am? I, the Son of Man, am. Right? And they say this. Well, some say you're John the Baptist. And some say you're Elijah. And others say you're Jeremiah. Or you're one of the prophets. And that is what a lot of different religions around the world will say. They're not going to say he's a bad person. I don't think I've ever met a person in my life that said Jesus was a bad person. But they have all these different things about who Jesus is. And he says, these things in return, and this is, the, this is the key for us this morning, and this is what I want to ask you yourself. He says, but who do you say that I am? Who do you 
Say that I am, Jesus says. And Peter always is the one who speaks up. Amen. Sometimes he gets himself in trouble, but he speaks up. He says, you are the Christ, the Son of... Now notice he doesn't say you are a Christ, or he doesn't say you're a prophet, or you're a a, a good man. He says you are the Christ. That means the anointed one. The Son of the living God. And so he has this revelation, and Jesus says, that has not been revealed to you, Simon Barjona, by flesh or by your intellectual thinking, but that has, been ble- that has been revealed to you by my Spirit. And he says, because of that understanding of who I am, I'll build my church upon the rock that is Christ Jesus. Amen. So I say to you this morning, as you're taking notes, Jesus plus nada, cero. Amen. Is this a German or ne, ne, nine, nein, nine, right? Nothing. Jesus plus nothing. Amen. Now let's pick up some other scriptures here in just a second, but I want to I read a few things to you this morning. All religions in the world, as I said, try to acknowledge that Jesus was a prophet. He was a great man. But they'll, what they'll do about who Jesus is, and they begin to add to who Jesus is. And this is why this message is called Jesus plus nothing. And that is exactly the plan of Satan. Satan is okay if you believe in Jesus, if you don't believe that he is the Son of God, if you don't believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He doesn't care if you believe in Jesus that he was a good man, or, but if you don't believe that he is who he says he is, then, then, the, then, then Satan's okay with you. And he'll let you believe that as long as you don't know the truth. Now, how many know the Bible says the truth will set you free? If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And he who's free is free indeed. So this Bible right here is going to set us free. Now, how many know when we're talking about truth, let me just ask this question. When you've ever found out a truth about something and you were wrong, did it kind of hurt your feelings? Anybody, I, I've had that happen many times. You, you thought you were right about something. I guess I'm the only one. It's okay. You thought you were right about something and you found out you weren't. Believe a certain thing, then you can say, you know what, that sounds like. And they focus on the name Jehovah, which comes from the Greek out of the Old Testament, which means Yahweh. But they have their own Bible, tra- their own Bible, to line up with their mis- mis- misbeliefs. Instead of saying, you know what, that's erroneous. Let's make our own book and give it out to everybody so that they can be deceived. The reason I say this this morning, church, is how many know that poison, when it kills an animal or a person, mostly it's for animals, rats and stuff like that, doesn't have a whole lot of poison in it. It just has a little bit. But it has to taste normal enough to get the person to eat it. That's what I see in the spiritual world today in the churches. A lot of churches have a lot of truth, but they've got some poison in them too. They've got some, th- some beliefs that are not biblical, and they add or take away from Jesus. And in this New World Translation, they believe and teach that, my, that Jesus originally was Michael the archangel. And then he became Jesus when he came to the earth. They deny, according to their own Bible, their own book, or or I would say translation, that he is part of the Trinity, and they deny that he is truly God. They believe. Here's the sign, biggest sign of a cult, 
in the world, they believe they're the only church. Did you hear what I said? If anybody ever tells you that Victory World Outreach, as much as I love this church and I love our fellowship, is the only church, get away from them. That's not, that's not biblical because the church of Jesus Christ is worldwide and it spans across all kinds of denominations and all kinds of groups and all kinds of peoples as long as we're believing in the Word of God. Are you following me? So if they say our church only, in other words, if you don't get baptized in our church, if you don't uh, do the communion in our church, if you don't get saved in our church, you're not saved. That's dangerous. It's not biblical. Others would say that they're the only true church. Uh, others would put, this is a, a group of people that would put Mary as a sinless life as well. How many know Jesus is the only person, biblically, to ever walk the face of the earth that was born of a virgin? Am I talking to people who know your Bible this morning? No other person, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, was, lived a sinless life. Or was conceived of the Holy Spirit. And so these are some of the teachings that people are taught. Another one is, and, 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 and again, I'm just trying not to say groups, but you can get them. And I said them in the first, you can ask, you can ask uh, people, but now that I'm online, I'm just trying to, make, I'm trying to make sure that I don't lose people before I get started. This other group is also less than 200 years old. And um, they wear white t-shirts and ties. I, I wasn't going to say that. Did I say that? Did that come out? I was not going to say that, I promise. They deny, mine's blue. <laughs> they deny, listen, that Jesus is part of the Trinity and say that he and God the Father are separate gods. They believe that after Jesus rose from the dead, he took a trip to the Americas. I'm reading straight from their websites. And then an angel spoke to a man named Joseph Smith to write another testament. Okay? This is straight from the, from the website. So, I want to just show you something really important this morning. In this belief, they also believe that they are the one and only church. Okay? And that you can only be saved through grace and works. There's the plus. How many know this morning, biblically, we're not saved by works? Have you, do you know your Bible enough to know we're not saved by works? We should do works. Faith without works is dead. But we're not saved by our works, Ephesians says, lest any man should boast. That's adding something to Jesus. And lots of religions around the world, and sometimes even Christians as well, we think we're going to get to heaven because we're good people. You can be the best person in your life. You can do the best. You can have the best week. You can fast six out of the seven days. You can sit in your house and not do anything but meditate on the Word of God and pray. And you can go witness all week long. And you can pay 20% instead of 10% tithes. And you can go to every prayer meeting and every outreach and go to every small group and go to the altar at every service. And you're still not going to be good enough to be saved. Because it's Jesus that saves us. Jesus plus Nothing. Amen. Now, I want to give you a scripture in Galatians. How many got your Bibles this morning? Let me see your Bibles. We're trying to get back to holding our Bibles in our hands and coming with our Bibles and learning how to navigate these things. Go to Galatians chapter 1. I want to give you, 
How many like, I, I know I do, how many like things that work for everything? How many like key nuggets, key scriptures? I do, personally. How many like things, one key that opens lots of doors? I have a verse for you that the, my friends, and listen, I forgot to say this in the second service just now. I want to disclaim that I am not saying anything about these groups out of lack of respect, disrespectful or anything. I just want people to know the truth. And it's, would you say, well, do you have the truth? I believe I do. I believe we have the truth right here. If we don't believe we have the truth in the word of God, we're in trouble. Okay? But watch. Well, how, how does that group, why, how do they know that they're not the truth? And, and, and I'm telling you why. Because they've added things. So, so when these two guys came into my neighborhood a few years ago in Corinth, when we first started the church, and I was painting my house, they showed up on their bicycles, and they started talking to me, and I welcomed them, and I started talking back to them, and we talked, and listen, if you were to talk to them, and you were standing next to me and listening to our conversations, you would think they were totally the same as me and you. They talk about Jesus. They talk about the Trinity. They talk about salvation. They talk about all the stuff that you, that you want to hear, but the problem is, is once they say all those things, then, and I knew what they were going to do, then they pull out the book called the Book of Mormon. And I know I'm mentioning that name, but I, I am. And you got, I pretty much think you got them with the ties and the white shirts anyways, okay? I'm being specific of this specific group, not, lack of, not in lack of respect, but in truth. They'll give you another book. It's called the another testament of Jesus Christ okay remember those words another testament of Jesus Christ and so they want they want to say all the things that you need to hear so they can get this book into your hand that's what they want to do they want to get that book to you the book of Mormon which is a whole nother book now look at Galatians chapter 1 and I want to give you a scripture that you can use to refute any belief in the world that's not Bible Galatians chapter 1, verse 8. Watch this. I marvel. Sorry. Yeah, wait a minute. 6. Verse 6. I marvel. I'm surprised, he says, that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ. Now notice before we keep going that he is amazed. He is surprised that this group of people that he has taught the word of God to are now listening to other gospels, other truths. And he says right here, to a different gospel. Let me ask you a question. Can there be more than one gospel? Can there be more than one truth? Can there be more than one right way? No, right? So he says, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away that you're turning to this other gospel. And look at this. Which is not another that's what I love about the scriptures. That was written 1,800 years before the other testament was written. So he knew this was going to come, and he said, this is not, which is not another. There is no other, he says, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. So they'll say, well, I, mean, I believe in the gospel, but I want to pervert it. To me, that means... I'm going to take this, and I say this a lot, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to read this book, 
and whatever I don't think I like or agree with or messes and affects my lifestyle, I'm not going to pass over that one. Like, I'm not going to read that book. It's called Trail Mix Faith. How many like trail mix? Does anybody else like trail mix? I love trail mix. But I don't like to eat trail mix with my wife. Because she goes in there and picks out the little things that, you know, and I, trust me, there's certain things I like too, but you're supposed to grab a handful all, all at once, right? So that at the end, there's, everything's all there. That's how people eat the Bible. They just grab the good tasting stuff. The stuff that kind of lines up with how they want to live their life. That's the danger. It perverts the gospel. And if you're not taking the good with the bad, the hard with the easy, the vegetables with the, with the pie in the Bible, you're going to be in trouble. You've got to have the full gospel. So he says, watch this. Go back for a second. You're getting ahead of me, girl. It's like a second daughter to me, so I can talk to her like that. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Watch what he says happens to somebody who does that. But even if we, Paul says, if I come to you or, or what? See, they, they believe that an angel came and spoke to this man and gave him a New Testament. Even if an angel from heaven comes and preaches any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you and I'm going to show you in a second what the gospel is if you don't know it he says watch this this is heavy let him be accursed that's strong if you try to add or take away from this I'm going to make I'm going to say it again but let me make it simple Jesus came from heaven lived a perfect life sinless life died on the cross for sinners and was raised from the dead and ascended into heaven and he's coming back again. Amen. That's the gospel that we believe saves our souls and gets us into heaven. If we preach anything else but the gospel, he says, let him be accursed. Now, that wasn't enough. Watch the next verse. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. I said those two verses to those young gentlemen on the bike, and they got on their bikes and rode out of the neighborhood because they didn't know how to respond to that. They're not taught how to respond to that because there is no response to that. Are you with me? There's no response to that. You're telling me that you're giving me a book that's another testament of Christ, when that verse says, if anyone, even an angel, comes with another gospel, let him be accursed. So they're like, bye-bye. We'll go talk to somebody else. But let me just brag on these groups, too, at the same time. Let me give them some credit. They are better at witnessing than we are. They're out knocking on the doors. Amen. They're out telling people about what they believe, and that's what we should be doing about the real thing, about the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, go ahead and clap or woe is me there, amen? That's what we should be doing. Now, let's see Jesus' words. How many love Jesus' words? Watch this. Luke 24. He says, this is powerful. Jesus says, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. 
that all the things must be fulfilled. This is where we see that Jesus is not just some man. He's not just some strong prophet. He says all these things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. And how many know he could just end right there, but he says something a lot more powerful after that. Then he says, concerning me. Nobody else can say what Jesus says there. He's, what you're, he says, what you're seeing here, remember when he walked into the temple and he read Isaiah and he dropped the mic and said, I, this, this has just been fulfilled in your presence. How many would have liked to have been there? Oh, I would like to be there. I would have loved to have been there when that happened. He says, all these things, all these things, that were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled concerning me, Jesus. Okay? And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Let me see if I want to keep reading there. And he said, this, yes, this is written, and here's the Gospel, church, and thus it's necessary for the Christ, not a Christ, the Christ, to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in what? In His name. Whose name? Jesus. To all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. Now, if you are a new convert and new to the Lord, you should be reading the book of John. We're going to look at the rest of the message is going to be from the book of John. This is salvation 101. And we're going to see what Jesus says that nobody else in the history can say. What kind of following up with what I just read there. Look at some verses in John. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to them again and says, I am the light of the world. Notice again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not I am a light. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Not too many people can say that they're the light. Only Jesus can. Now it's going to get better. Tell the person next to you, this is going to get even better. Now look at John chapter 8, verse 23 and 24. I love this. How many love the Bible? How many love the word? And he said to them, You are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Proving he is not a human being. Although he came in the flesh. Very important. Therefore, watch this, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. This is pretty serious. What's going to keep us out of heaven? Our sins. What do we need to be forgiven from? Our sins. So sins is a very important thing. We, we cannot enter into God's presence in sin. And I already made it clear earlier that we're all sinners. I talked about that last week. 
that we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. So we need salvation. We need somebody to forgive us of our sins. And he says twice, I say to you that you will die in your sins. For if you don't believe that I am He, that's important, I am He, you will die in your sins. That's a serious statement. How many are with me? So he's saying that basically there's no way to be forgiven of your sins if I'm not involved, if I'm not the key. If it's Jesus plus anything else, it doesn't work. Now look in John chapter 8, verse 56. Still same, same book, even same chapter. This is, this is a drop the mic verse right here. Your father Abraham, so he would always go back because a lot of people say, oh, we believe the Old Testament, but we don't believe the New. We believe this, but we don't believe that. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. This is so cool. And they said, but you're not even 50 years old yet. He wasn't even near 50. He was actually like 33, 32, 31. They said, you're not even 50 years old. Just stop here for a second and think about this. He's saying he's seen Abraham. And they're like, you're not even 50 years old. How in the world do you see Abraham? Now watch this. Watch what he says. Watch his answer. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was... I am. Did anybody else's hair just stand up right there? Not I was. I am. This is called, if you're taking notes, the I am's of Jesus. I love him. I am your healer. I am your provider. I am your peace. I am your joy. I am your deliverance. I am your salvation. I am, and you can throw in there whatever you need. Amen. I am. He says, I am. I am. I am. I am whatever you need. Before Abraham was even a twinkle in his father's eyes, Jesus was. Jesus is not an afterthought. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And as he goes to begin to talk about creation, he says, let us create man in our image. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. If you don't believe in the Trinity, then you don't believe in you. Because we're triune. We're three in one, body, soul, and spirit. You can see my body, and I can see your body, but you can't see my soul, and I can't see your spirit. But we have them. We're made in God's image. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. And Jesus was there in the beginning, John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. Amen? He's the verb. So Jesus, in this statement, this is so cool, in John 8 says... When he says, I am, is the same exact name that God used himself in Exodus 3 when Moses came and said to, to God, when he was supposed to go tell, the, tell Pharaoh, let my people go, he goes, God, who do I tell Pharaoh that you are? And God says, tell him that I am. 
That's the same word that Jesus is using here when he says, before Abraham was, I am. Amen. John 10, verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am one of the doors. He says, I am the door of the sheep. Now, this is a bold statement. And I love that Jesus can back up his statements. People shouldn't be saying the things they're saying. But Jesus can say what he wants. And watch what he says in this next verse. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. All who ever came and tried to steal my glory, all who ever came and tried to make salvation something else are thieves and robbers. He says, but the sheep did not hear them. Is anybody in here glad that you heard the Father's voice? Is anybody else thankful that you heard the Father's voice when he spoke? And he called you? Just, just ye- yesterday or the day before, John back here texted me that he ran into a, a friend of mine that many of you know that used to go to our old church, Greg in the wheelchair. Remember that? Remember that awesome guy? Unfortunately, he doesn't come to our church anymore, not because we did anything wrong, but because he started to go to church with his mom so he could lead her to the Lord. And he goes out to the park all the time, feeds the ducks, and passes out tracts and witnesses to people. He's had multiple sclerosis. He was at one time a bodybuilder, and he has had multiple sclerosis for 20 or 30 years, and he hasn't let it defeat him. But he texted me, John texted me the other day, and he said, hey, I met Greg in the wheelchair. And I said, well, where'd you meet him at? And he said, I met him at the park. And he said, he came up to me, and he said, are you a Christian? And John said, yes, I am. And I told John two years ago, he wouldn't have said, yes, I am because he didn't know who Jesus was. Aren't you thankful that you heard the, the voice of God, John? Aren't you thankful that when Jesus called, you were able to hear his voice? Because church, lots of people in this world don't hear his voice. Not because God doesn't want them to hear him, but because we're too busy to listen. The Bible tells me that God died for everybody on this earth. Jesus came down and shed his blood for everybody, and the door is open for anybody. But listen... If God made the rules, he can be as inclusive or exclusive as he wants. And he says, if you want to come into my heaven that I died for, you got to come through me because I'm the door. That's what he says. I'm the door, verse 9. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So to me, if I understand mathematics correctly, if Jesus is the door and you enter in by Him and you'll be saved, that means if you don't enter in by His door, then you're not saved. Has anybody else got enough common sense to understand that math? Or that understanding of that equation? Jesus says, you can come, but you've got to come through me. He says, me plus nothing. Can't, you can't make something else up or add or, or, or expect other things. Now, let's begin to close right here in John chapter 10, verse 24. The Jews surrounded the Musicians, you can begin to come. Surrounded him and said, how long are you going to keep us in doubt? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. Tell us. Isn't that how we are sometimes? 
Oh, show me a sign, Lord. Jesus says, I told you. And you don't believe. Right? I told you. Just stop right here for a second. Church, it is not our job to to change people. It is not our job to save people. It is our job to present the gospel. It is our job to live a life where people see, see Jesus in us, and we go and tell them, listen, I found life, I found salvation, I've, I'm a new person, Jesus changed my life, and he can change your life. And they have the chance to accept or reject salvation. It is not our job to change them. It's just our job to tell them. Amen? So Jesus is saying here, I told you and you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you don't believe because you're not my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice. So I wake up every day saying, God, thank you that I heard your voice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God, that I'm not lost. And, and you might say, well, what about that person or what about this person? Don't go to hell over a mystery of trying to figure out who, uh, who said yes and who said no. Just be thankful your name's written in the book of life today. Just be thankful you believed. Be thankful the gospel got to you. And don't be selfish to keep it to yourself. Tell somebody about what Jesus did for you. Tell somebody your testimony. We have so many amazing testimonies. If I had your testimony, I'd save 10 people a day. Some of you got such amazing testimonies. Like all you got to do is walk up and say, I used to be this and I used to be that. And they'll be like, wow. But you don't, you don't do it. Do it. Tell them the miracle that you are. Show them the chain of grace that's come through your life. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. How many want eternal life in this place? How many smart people do I have in here? Just, just by the way, we don't actually get a choice. Just, just in case you didn't know. We don't get a choice. We only get the choice where. I think that that's a huge misconception in the world today. I don't want to live forever. Nobody asked you. Right? Like I've never seen anywhere where it says, do you want to live forever? We're going to live forever. We're immortal beings. Our flesh is going to die. And the Bible says that our incorruption, or sorry, our corruption is going to put on incorruption. To go to hell or to heaven. And we choose where. So we're going to live eternal. But he says, I'll give you eternal life, not eternal damnation. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. See how they work together? And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. And here you go. I and my Father are one. And then the Jews took stones to stone him. And said, many good works have I shown you from my Father, for which these works do you stone me? And they said, for a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. They missed Jesus. How many are thankful you didn't miss Jesus today? Last verse, John 11. 
I am, Jesus says to the woman, the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And my question is, his question to you and me, do you believe this? Bow your heads, please. Answer that question right now. Do you believe that? I can tell you, I believe it. I believe that God had a plan to come down from heaven in all His glory and be born of a woman without the sin life of a man, without the seed of a man, be conceived of the Holy Spirit, and then live a perfect, sinless life that none of us could live. And then He willingly went to the cross. And he said, I'm going to die for you whether you accept me or reject me. And he went to that cross, the Bible says, like a lamb led to the slaughter. He didn't open his mouth. He didn't fight. And he listened to this, church. They didn't kill him. He laid his life down for us. And he died on that cross. And he said, it is finished. And when he said it is finished... He gave up his spirit, and he was dead for three days. But after three days, that tomb opened up. And I love to say this because I believe it with all my heart, and it's the truth. There's not any one human being in this history of the world who's ever been able to say, I've been to the other side of death and come back. But Jesus. That's why he's the door. There's lots of religions in respect to Joseph Smith, he never came back from the other side. In respect to the great woman of God that Mary was, she never came back from the other side. In respect to Peter and John and James and Paul, the great apostles of the Bible, they never came back from the other side. But Jesus did. He's the only one who has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And the Bible says that if you put your faith in him today, you who were dead, because here's, I got news for you. If you're here this morning and you don't believe in Jesus, you're dead. Your destiny is eternal damnation because of sin. But if you will put your faith this morning, not in Victor World Outreach, not in a denomination, not in some religion, not in some way you were brought up, but if you'll put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, He says, you will be saved. How many in this place, and those watching online, could be honest with God? I believe there's lots of people sitting in church seats and church pews across the United States and in the world today that have a head knowledge of who Jesus is, but they don't truly know who Jesus is the Messiah, the Lamb, the great I Am, the resurrection and the life. You're not going to get to heaven through anything else but Jesus. If you've never put Jesus Christ alone, the cornerstone, as your faith today, today's the day to do it. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed.
How many would say, that's me today? Today, I am putting my faith in Jesus Christ. Just put your hand up. I see your hand. Put it right back down. I see your hand. How many more? All over this place. We're not asking you to sign a membership card. We're not asking you to join the church. What we want you to do is do what Jesus said here. If you believe that I'm the Christ, the Son of God, you will never die. He who believes I'm the resurrection and the life will never die. How many more? Coming to this church don't save you. Holding the Bible in your hand doesn't save you. Being a good person doesn't save you. It's Jesus. Believing in Jesus. Maybe you're here and you've been running from God. You grew up knowing the truth. Today, your faith is wavering. Your faith is not where God wants it to be. You're not living the life God wants you to live. And you need to come back to your first love. How many could say with honest hearts, nobody looking around, that's me today. Just pray for me, Pastor. Just lift your hand up and put it back down. I need to get back. I see your hand. Back to where I see your hand. I know God wants me to be. Let's stand this morning all across this place. If you wouldn't, stay in the reverence of the Holy Spirit, please. The presence of God is here today. He's here in this place. He is where His Word is preached. This isn't to embarrass somebody or to make somebody feel unworthy or to make somebody feel wrong. This is saying, God, I don't want to be wrong on anything. I want you to show me truth I want my I want my beliefs to line up with the word not what I think or what I want and today God's working in some areas of your life in that aspect and and today God's got you thinking of a family member that you know that's possibly in a cult or a, a religion that's that's adding things to the cross and adding things to who Jesus is and you just need to get prayer for them today. You're going to pray for that family member. You're going to pray for that neighbor. You're going to pray for that loved one. You're going to pray for those that are bound by sin and bound by pride today. We just want people to put their faith in Jesus. But it's all about Jesus. As we open up these altars this morning, if you raise your hand for that rededication today, come and come to this altar and talk to God and say, Lord, I want to make sure that I confess that you are the Christ, that you are the Son of the living God. If you want to turn around in your chair and pray there, that's fine too. We're going to sing a song, and we're going to take some time today to let the Holy Spirit speak to our lives and, and make sure we pledge allegiance again to who Jesus Christ is. Because before Abraham was, he says, I am. Father, thank you for your presence as you fill these altars, as you fill these chairs, as you heal people today, as you set people free from addictions today, Lord, as you heal marriages today, Lord, as you turn situations around like only you can today, Father, do your work, have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Let's, let's just take some time and worship God and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.